ऑल ऑफ अस स्ट्रगलिंग लाइक आर लेट ट्वेंटीज एंड थर्टीज पीपल आर लाइक रनी स्ट्रगलिंग आई वुड से इन टर्म्स ऑफ लाइक डे टू डे एक्टिविटी इंटरनेट एक्सेस सोशल मीडिया इमेंस अमाउंट ऑफ वर्क दी दे दी प्रेशर आर नॉट और आर ओन वे ऑफ वर्किंग इट्स नॉट लिंग टू वेल्थ फॉर आस इन टर्म्स ऑफ लाइक आर मेंटल हेल्थ इट्स इजी सेट दैट यू नीड टू गिव यूर सेल्फ अ ब्रेक इन एवरी डे वेट एवर यू डू बट इट्स वेरी डिफिकल्ट टू इम्प्लीमेंट इट इन योर एवरी डे लाइफ What is the one thing we can learn from women who've been brought up in army families? Anti-fragility. Meet one such unique woman of strength, Smita, country manager at Mighty Hive, who is now a part of S4 Capital established by Sir Martin Sorrell. She loves her cat and lives and breathes technology like no other geek goddess you've ever met before. Listen to a millennial managing to balance work and life by deriving inspiration from sports, nature, and more. Please welcome Smita. After you sent me the calendar invite, is when I realized that it's my birthday today. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> so funny! Happy birthday, first thing. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you celebrating? <laughs> Oh god you should see my instagram story <laughs> okay let uh, me see it i tried baking oh like you you usually don't bake or is this like what or well, you should for... see the story that you okay <laughs> i don't want to spoil it acha wow yeah let's see <laughs> <laughs> Now I have a recipe for yeah. how to make a drink. Oh my god. I love your plants. Uh nice. And the virtual yeah. crown and everything. This <laughs> <laughs> is been crazy. Um today's day has been crazy. So anyways, I've never baked before. Like once I attempted when I was in school, that was a flop attempt as well. So I know what my week. Like if I could do a SWOT analysis, I know where to. <laughs> But whose cake is this? The second one that you posted. Yes. That's my sister made for me in New Zealand, and she is like an expert at making cake. <laughs> so what cake is that? Which is on? <laughs> That's so funny. The one that I made is the brick cake. <laughs> How did it become like this? This I've never seen anything like this before. I have no clue. I think I've gotten everything wrong. This is the flour proportion, the amount of time I kept it in, and I don't have an oven. Oven. <laughs> I don't even know how to operate it. So many microwaves. Oh my god! Right now. So I don't have I I. <laughs> I can't stop laughing up. I'm like replaying it again and again because this is so funny. Well, there is there is a there is a poll also at the last. Uh-huh. You have to take the poll. Do you want to see the attempt too or no? Yeah, I took the poll. I said yes. I can't wait to see another <laughs> creation of yours. It almost looks like a I don't know. It's like a hill. That is full of rocks. 
or something. <laughs> oh God, I had a good laugh. Like I, this was such a fun activity for me. So if you wouldn't have informed me, I would think this is a like an attempt to make a dessert. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then. <laughs> You now know, you know what it is supposed to be. <laughs> now I still don't know. Actually, I I don't think even you know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, it's like totally opposite of sponge cake. Yeah. <laughs> and like sponge. You should you should guys say anti-fragile cake. <laughs> if I have to, if I have to make uh, like uh, if I make hundred hundred thousand of those, I can make a house of my own. Wow, you surely gonna shoo all the guys away. I don't know about the chicks, but <laughs> okay, cool. I think it's a great way to kick off the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So help me understand a little bit about aside from doing this kind of stuff. Is there anything you typically love doing? Uh, like how it's going? especially you know in these times of uncertainty and how are you dealing with stuff i'm sure this stuff is not <laughs> daily thing right it's like a one of birthday occasions yeah so before corona before that uh, it's like uh, that adn gcl got a different meaning to it now so before corona I would indulge myself. Like, I am a true believer of, like, having at least one um, activity per day that helps you relieve whatever angst, energy, pent up that is there in you. So, from that perspective, I've grown up uh, forever being into sports. I have hmm. trained into 18 different sports uh, hmm. while growing up. And I tried to retain some of them as, um, like, going forward also. I would like to retain a few of them. Um, so sports have been a very important part of my everyday life. Okay. So from being like a track athlete to uh, actually getting more into uh, indoor sports like racket-related sports. I have played lawn tennis, I have played table tennis, I have played badminton, all conflicting sports. Um, but then my heart has always been with badminton, has still retained it in the absence of actually having an infrastructure or access to uh, a badminton court, I had taken up Muay Thai, kickboxing, so I was training for that. So like I said, like uh, that's something which has been a very uh, important aspect of my entire life. Mm. Most of the things I do on professional front, mm-hmm. um, these sporting activities actually help me derive a lot of things that I can take from them onto my working culture also. How is that? Uh, like, like, I mean, I understand you're a racket girl. Clearly, right? (laughs) So, in terms of, like, I'm trying to understand if you imagine yourself, you know, playing one of these games. So, just pick one of your favorites. I'll pick your badminton. Yeah. So, imagine you're playing that game and uh, how how are you feeling as you're playing that game right now in terms of, you know, energy levels? Uh, Steve, I would say when when you're on the court, and you have to be extremely alert. And these are like the basics of any sort of sport. It's a very practical sport. You have to be on your toes all the time. Think of five different moves that you can take while and anticipate what sort of uh, return will come from your opponent. So it's keeping that aside, 
two of the very basic things that come along with a sport like badminton is like you can either be a singles player or you can be a doubles player. Mm. So that is something that relates very closely with what we do at Working Culture also. Mm. Um, I have found it, and I will strictly remain uh, like relate to my own experience. Is mm. uh, at any given work culture, like any role that you're taking, you mm. need to have both of these elements into you. Like uh, you can be a team player for sure, but there are a lot of times when you really have to showcase that individuality and. Uh, uh, be that lone player as well. So from that perspective, that is something that comes very closely to me for all my sporting activities. And I have also tried noticing like uh, I've had a lot of success when it comes to individual activities. Uh, in badminton also, I used to be a singles player. In mm. swimming, I also swimming as an individual woman. Mm. So I was a very good swimmer. Mm. And uh, mostly, I've had a lot of uh, success when it comes to me delivering one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to say group activities or for that matter uh, an event that has a partner with you, mm-hmm. you have to change your approach. You can't be a single player there. Yeah. Then you're not watching out in the back of like your partner. You're not playing it as together as a duo. Then you're playing it in isolation. So those approaches something that I relate very heavily into my working style also. Mm-hmm. But increasingly, as work has also progressed, uh, of course. These approach needs to be balanced in the manner that, of course, when you're early into your career, you are a smooth player mostly. But as you grow and climb higher up the ladder, you mm. have to ensure that you're working more like a team player because your individual skills, like skill is something uh, from a human perspective, may not be as highlighted or as prominent as a, uh, what do you call it, aspect required in you, but more to do with like how do you balance out the other people mm. who are contributing to the same goal. Right. So, so I wanted to ask you, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to ask you. I mean, I remember this when we met years ago, right? The first time. Uh, and the, I mean, I don't know if you remember the interview we had where we sat in that room, and uh, I was trying to understand really why are you really applying to this job? Do you remember that day? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So at that stage, the way uh, you spoke to me about your interests, I clearly, you know, did see a lot of these, uh, you know, you could say qualities in you. And I knew that uh, if you were given any piece of work, substantial amount of work alone, you would really deliver it. It was very clear in the way you were, you know, presenting yourself. Uh, and uh, as, and I remember, you know, after that, obviously, you've led a number of initiatives in terms of, you know, the whole um, aspect of, you know, doing some new initiatives on the programmatic side or even really trying to lead a team and really train them, right, which was the thing which was, um, in, you know, in some ways expected of you in, the, in those times, right, about four or five years back. Uh, uh, and the one thing which really emerged, Mita, which I wanted to uh, clearly say honestly was this whole aspect that you appear to be a very strong woman from the inside, right? And is what, uh, you know, at least in my uh, way, it was very attractive in terms of, okay, I, I know that she's going to be empathetic, she's going to have a heart, but she will also deliver and she can be very, very... Uh, strong and determined, right? So I'm trying to understand, 
this whole mix of what I just said, what do you derive this inspiration or this quality from? Like I understand it could be sports and the racket games you, you know you just uh, spoke to me about. Is there anything else that you derive this strength from? From uh, I don't know. It could be an individual. It could be your experience uh, earlier. It could be anything. Sure. Uh, so there are a lot of factors to it. Hmm. Um, like sports has been more of like uh, a relief sort of activity for me. But uh, like the background where I come from, uh, I'm raised in like, uh, my dad was in airport, so we've been raised in containment. Uh, we've had access to a lot of things, uh, which I would say, like, it's difficult to find in a civilian life at that point in time. Mm-hmm. We've had early access to a lot of infrastructure. We've had clubs and gyms and everything. Mm-hmm. But having said that, uh, and I don't want to, like, really bring in that gender uh, bias and all those yeah. things. Areas used to be crowded, they're always crowded with boys. Right. And it was difficult uh, for me to get an entry saying that, oh, girls from Platinum Bend or something of that sort. So I'd always have to like fight harder. Mm. I would say initial time when I got into any sporting event, I've always competed with boys. Mm. Because there was no girls category. Mm. And I'm talking about like tier two cities. Um, because Makes I grew sense. up in one of those for the longest time. Mm. So I've always participated. And we are three sisters. We've uh, in our home, we've never had that sort of a bias uh, mm-hmm. for that matter. But then every time we went outside, we've had to deal with like certain situations where uh, these sort of conversations came in. I had to put in a little more extra effort. Like, mm-hmm. I would take it up as a challenge saying, ki, nahi, aisa hota hai, ki, I also need a fair time to play. So you were so the youngest one? No, I'm the middle child. I was the factor number two. That helps me fight a lot. <laughs> okay, in between, like a sandwich. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, like that was one of the things. And the second thing is, like, I'm a plastic case of middle child, where uh, uh, I, I would say some of the attributes that come being a middle child is like you have to fight for attention. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really criticizing my parents or something like that, but they actually felt that I was the better one in terms of academics or beach sports or any sort of activities among the three of us. Sure. And uh, that was because I was very competitive in nature from the beginning itself. Um, not really with my sister, but with the outside world, which actually made me better amongst the three in terms of these. Like, if you really have to measure in terms of how, many, how much grades did someone get out of the three. Mm-hmm. So, my, and being the second child, I was always very stubborn. And everything's like interlinked, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in terms of how we were raised, your mm-hmm. relatives play an important part, where you've grown up plays an important part, what sort of schooling you've had. Uh, what I think you've had, we've moved a lot. Yeah. Like in the initial five years, uh, five to six years, mm. uh, I've moved, I've moved four schools. My sister has moved some seven schools. And that itself plays a lot of role to it. And that's where the individuality comes in. Like we've, right. we've somewhere learned it very early and we were very aware that, uh, making friends is good, but chances are we may not be able to stick around with them for a long time. Right. So, Makes sense. No, I've, seen, I've, I've seen that, uh, you know, sense of independence and uh, clearly the need of an identity, right? Every time I've interacted with you and is where I felt that it's pretty amazing uh, to really in some ways lead with that in the head that, listen, um, it's going to be the way it's going to be. 
but uh, uh, you know if you look, if you look, if you look at the world around you and things that need to be delivered uh in some ways you know spesmita is a woman who won't take no for an answer right in terms of it's not going to happen is not in a dictionary right is i mean am i correct yes. in terms of you know trying to deliver things yes absolutely uh, if i know that some of these things have a great propensity to be delivered that is called dependency um mm. uh, i will either work in a team to get it done worst case scenario i will always set myself internally that i have to drive it to completion mm mm yeah no i've seen that strength really and it's so amazing which is why i'm really trying to understand you know we always have heard of this and read it in a number of places that a human is a sum of their experiences right and the environment plays a very important role especially in the way they are born and brought up right and it's quite clear in the way you are explaining that this theory is actually very true uh, especially in your case where you know you actually moved from one place to another and really you know gain strength from that right from one one place to another one experience to another um so apart from this whole thing on sports and racket games i believe you also into kickboxing and uh, you also have a cat at home scooter by the way i i have a cat at home i have tried my hand at surfing so i don't really believe in like as much you can explore uh, mm-hmm. and for me exploring is more to do with like sporting events Mm-hmm. I try and do it. Like uh, whatever is available and accessible, I will. I will at least give it a try. Um, so, like you said, I do have a cat at home, and he is a great distraction from this uh, during this entire period. He gives me a lot of content. Uh, he's become very loving uh, mm-hmm. in this entire lockdown. Maybe he was waiting for the outside world access <laughs> to get cut from me for him to become loving to us. Yeah, I'm extra loving. But uh, I'm sure you're giving him a lot of attention. Yeah. Oh yes, oh yes. I it's never been lesser, but now <laughs> he's started seeing that yes, she is hundred percent mine. I think he's become much better. But mm. I would say, uh, from uh, I totally believe in like uh, I never stop learning, uh, and I'm not trying to use it very loosely. I uh, put a goal on my own head. Uh, usually, it happens around my birthday, so I, I have to pick up the goal for next year, like this year and now. Mm. But uh, like last year's goal was to learn how to do handstands. Uh, mm. This year, last and uh, this year's goal is mostly going to be learn how to play bass. Um, because sports is something that I've given it a try and learned several kinds of sports: conflicting, good, bad, ugly, everything, weightlifting, kickboxing, mm. everything under the sun available, especially in India. But now I'm moving more towards like difficult things, which is more outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. So base is going to be something that I'm trying to learn. Uh, it is difficult, I would say, needs a lot of focus. But actually, mm. it turns out to be good for me is because uh, because I'm starting from scratch. Uh, I at least erase everything else from my mind and focus entirely into that activity. Um, one of the things which I totally believe in and uh, is something like I would really like to say to people who are around my age. Uh, all of us are struggling. Like our mm. late twenties and thirties people are like really struggling. I would say mm. in terms of like day-to-day activity, mm. um, internet access, social media, 
immense amount of work, be there, be there the pressure or not, or the, our own way of working. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not linked to well for us in terms of like our mental health itself. Yeah, that's so, true. So, from that perspective, yeah. So, it's very, it's easy said that you need to give yourself a break in mm-hmm. every day, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very difficult to implement it in your everyday lifestyle. So, um, I've been very, very conscious of like how much I drink. Uh, and I am a very regimental person for that matter, not too much fun. Mm. Uh, like I've always watched uh, out on like what do I eat, what do I drink, mm. how often do I drink. I've never gone into the zone of like I need a drink every day. Mm. So, and that is something that I really observe in my peers group also. It's not bad, but if everything needs to be a little more moderated is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Because uh, things are going bad uh, health-wise really rapidly now. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing a lot of things about like all of us are immunocompromised for sure. Yeah. One way or the other. So, right, right. Uh, we really need to watch. There are factors we cannot control in terms of like quality of brains or something. But at least what we are putting in our body is something we need to really watch out for. I'm doing a lot of courses when it comes to understanding where our food comes from. Okay. Uh, we've been a very watchful uh, from that perspective. Like uh, back home, mm-hmm. we do we still follow the Brahmin way of eating, which is Tuesday okay. will be fasting, Thursday will be fasting. Oh, there will okay. be days on which we eat non vegetarian. So, trying to go back to those roots and understand the causes because someone yeah. must have questioned and uh, they see principles and then other people were to follow it mm-hmm. and eventually everyone forgot with this globalization of food and everyone's been eating pasta every day and every day. So I'm trying to understand that why those principles existed and trying to get, go back to them because I would say we were in the best of our health and we were, I was at least yeah. Uh, staying with my parents till I was 17. Uh, mm. That's not the case now. We mm. hear, I hear a lot about like all my college friends. As soon as I got out of college, everyone was talking about PCOD at the age of 20, 22. Mm. 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 Um, so like basic things of that sort, which we've never heard. Uh, from mm. my mom's time, everyone's been talking about it over 40. So mm. it, all these things are deteriorating really rapidly. And uh, that's something that I'm trying to put a little more focus and attention to it. And your yeah, lockdown gives you time, yet doesn't make you feel like you have enough time. Uh, but I'm consciously carving out time to hear other people talk about uh, their food choices. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. The food we eat is what we become, right? In one in one, in one way or the yeah. other. Uh, so this is so interesting, Smita, because uh, I'm very closely uh working on stuff related to health right in general especially related to your mind mm-hmm. right and uh, one of the things which really irritates the hell out of me is is this whole thing that why are i mean generally speaking i'm not saying millennials is just a group of people right especially youngsters uh who are entering the workforce they are so eager to uh work hard and not work smart and my whole um, view on this is that uh, yes you guys are already uh, you know smart and you are doing so well and you can do anything you choose right the number of opportunities today are almost infinite in terms of how you can uh, you know do well right in your life but then on the flip side i see that 
I almost see a lot of um, eagerness and desperation almost that I want to be up there and out there, right? In some ways, I see that millennials in general are trying to prove, uh, you know, themselves in some ways where, uh, I don't know, I mean, I feel it goes against their health in a lot of ways, right? And it goes against their ways of life and is where I think a lot of introspection which you were just talking uh, you know speaking about in the past few minutes um these six to eight weeks are giving us a chance to really in some ways um slow down and get a lot more inward looking right and really ask do we actually need to run so fast with our life right and i don't know if everyone is taking the opportunity to do so so how has the last six weeks in terms of introspecting your life gone like in terms of really re-looking at stuff that you might be doing right it could be at home or even generally speaking about your life are you looking at doing a few things a little differently than what you were doing before this uh absolutely in fact what you just spoke about a minute back which is uh, are we trying to run to stuff um mm-hmm. So that is something which has been on my mind for the last few years now. I, I have been a culprit of like doing exactly that thing. Where yeah. uh, I wanted I want to climb really high, really up, faster, with mm. any additional effort. And of course, health is suffered in that. Mm-hmm. Massively. Mm-hmm. Um, from an introspection perspective, I am trying to. And I'm a big believer of like uh, listening to people as well. Um People who are uh, who have little more experience, more experience or lesser experience than me, because each one of them is unfolding something new, what they are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something I have followed all throughout. Um, one of the reasons why, one of the reasons that I like talking to other people is because they've gone through perhaps what I have gone through, and if they really feel that ten things and they've learned something out of it, I think fifty percent of those errors is what my take out of it is. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking to a lot of folks, reconnecting with the ones that I've not spoken to in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, my parents also. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, uh, like I said, I've always been the redeeming one in uh, our own South setup, mm-hmm. and we've had disagreements in terms of like, what am I doing with my life? What is other than what is a success metric versus what what has been my success metric? So we're trying to reconcile all of that come to an understanding which is uh, easier for everyone to um, live with. So I'm trying to reconnect a lot with like uh, my own parents or my relatives, uh, college folks. Uh, In fact, surprisingly, uh, after I left college, I have been in touch with almost no one from my college. And uh, I think as of today, I'm talking to at least 20 of them on a daily basis or interacting with them one day or the other, what they are going through, really? uh, how is it that they are managing things and all mm. that. So mm. it's given me a lot of uh, opportunity to be a little more open and not be one track, which is uh, just work, work, work all the way. Yeah. Uh, I think post-COVID, it will help me uh, be a little more uh, better in terms of dealing with larger people, more people, empathetic. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we are also in an industry uh, which demands a lot of things out of us, 
us changes that in Mulsas in a way that we would not want to be. Yeah. Um, and there will be people who will not like you, there will be people who like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my team of things, uh, I've also had situations where it's been difficult for, um, what do you call it? I've been in positions where I've also made a lot of enemies or for that matter. Not had too many pleasant talks with a lot of those guys. I've reconnected with those people and we've understood and connected with each other at different levels together. That's amazing. So, um, that's basically good. that's what, mm. that's what I have really focused on. Mm. No, it's so interesting you bring this up because, you know, um, you have had the opportunity to work on a number of, um, engagements, right? In terms of the work that you're doing. Right, and and is what every time I speak to, um, uh, you know, millennials and, um, you know, in general, everybody who's trying to really discover themselves, one of the things I tell them that try as many things as you can, because since you have the opportunity and you can, why not try as many things as you can and then really discover yourself in that journey as opposed to deciding and feeling, you know, going back to the old way of doing things, which is actually choosing a very safe and secure environment, you know, why not? Right? And in some way, you've done that and you are now at a stage where you've realized that, all right, um, you know, things that happened, happened, as in bygones are bygones. Let's go back to who we are really as humans and really go back to the realigning ourselves to things that we really enjoy doing together as a, as opposed to things that we did not, right? And I think in the past six, yeah, and in the past eight weeks, it really gives an opportunity to really look within ourselves and really say that, hey, at the end of the day, um, you know, here's who I am as an individual, right? Now let's go and reach out to individuals or friends or whoever we might have, you know, interacted um, and to really see if there's a way to rekindle the reason we actually met or even worked together, right? I always believe this, Mita, that each one of us actually meet in a journey to really deliver strength in some way, right? To ourselves and to others in some way or the other. There is always a reason of us meeting. It can't happen that the universe just decided that these two guys will work together without any meaning, right? <laughs> I always itself is such a powerful that itself is such a powerful thought. Yeah, yeah. And I really believe in that, right? Because it can't happen that, you know, different people from different uh places just meet up without any uh, you know, reason, and I think it has a larger. So, if you, if you and I are speaking at this point, it's because it's actually we are still in that journey. It's not the end of our journey, right? It's like anywhere in the middle, I would say, yeah. right? And is why I guess in some ways we have also reconnected because I really feel that you have a lot to yeah. share in terms of your experiences, and I think. Um, I'm not saying specifically women in general, everyone needs to know that here's what we are doing in these times and if there's a story to share, if there is any inspiration, anything different we are doing, we should at least listen to this, um, you know, experience. You don't have to do it, but it's always good to just, you know, hear others out and then do as you please, right, as opposed to not interacting. 
because in you know in these times we don't know how tomorrow is going to look like right and the only strength we can get is from others inside is you know is quite limited right in terms of what what we can do but in terms of uh, being human beings it's a social you know being social is a is a very humane thing so i wanted to also ask you uh, smita in terms of um, i know you're cracking up the house and you're doing crazy things today but <laughs> in, in in general i know you had you know you you were doing a lot of crazy things uh, i would say anyways in my mind and I, which is why we having this call i always you know didn't see you like any other um you know individual or human out there right uh, so I, i mean i'm specifically curious about uh, kickboxing because i think um, you yes. may have something to share there in terms of why do you do it and how do you feel when you are doing that specific sport Uh, that that's a very very um, interesting uh, journey for me um so I'll, i'll give you what while my first love has been badminton all throughout mm. when i started working i wasn't making enough money to actually pay for those sessions and places and go play badminton mm. so uh, surprisingly uh, i took my second job uh, very very early i was at 20 badminton um the mm. uh, uh, i met a colleague and he and i started talking and he said that you should come because you have sports background why don't you join this uh, it is something which is reasonably priced mm-hmm. uh, start early mm-hmm. so you can come there come to work and say that okay, we can drive together and uh, it will be easier so it fitted very well within the the only thing is i had to get a career early which is fine okay. so then let's start start with it because i was not doing anything or uh, sporting related and it was really driving me little Uh, restless most days. Sure. So I said, uh, let's give it a try. So I started from scratch. Um, when it comes to kickboxing, and uh, I joined this uh, Agyari. Uh, there's a classes that happens in Agyari in Party Town, and uh, turns out like it became a great way of really connecting with newer people. That was number one. Second was exerting out all the anger you had to deal. Mm. So and you had to do it like you start. started off before your day starts like mm-hmm. your work day starts mm-hmm. so it's easier because you're opening you you're getting up your mind is really fresh mm-hmm. you go out there meet with people who are like minded and want to achieve something which is a common goal right mm-hmm. uh, when you're going for taking boxing you'll be learning a certain skill at that point in time then you'll start mm-hmm. now uh, it's a very different sort of an approach you are an individual who you're out there But you also go there with a personal goal of like, what do you want to take out of it, hmm. which is very important for you to know. For hmm. me, it was two things. One is I wanted to release that pent up energy of like angst or whatever I had. Second was I really wanted to uh, become fit again. Like I always had a goal that I wanted to achieve, and uh, hmm. that has been really good. And again, uh, having that like-minded people and i still believe in like i play badminton now for uh, in the nca club and i have a huge a very beautiful set of people who are playing with mm. that itself like having that group is really important because what's happening is you go out of work and we spend this uh, this proportionate amount of time at work nowadays mm. and all we keep talking about is that shitty email or that client he said something yeah. or someone internally said something we just caught up into that garbage <laughs> 
So we really need to come out of it and talk about something which is our passion. Mm. So for that, you really need those like-minded people because it drives so much of positive energy in a day yeah. that it really overtakes everything negative that's going to happen rest of the day or whatever is going to. It, it helps to deal with it in much more better fashion. I would say with a sporting activity uh, in my life, I'm way more positive on a daily basis as compared to just being cooped up in house and really not doing anything. That mm. actually brings me to the point that uh, during the lockdown phase, how do you bring it back? Mm. Um, I am actually practicing all of those things that I had learned maybe 10 years back again now. Mm. Slowly, slowly, I'm going back again and again, doing a lot of shadow boxing, uh, the drills which we were taught, taught earlier. So those are like challenging you on day-to-day basis, keeping that safe on. We still have a group to talk pretty regularly. So the energy is all the same. I still seem equally motivated. I would say the lockdown hasn't been that tough on me, although it's just me and my cat living in the house for close to 80 days now. And wow. it's not okay. And uh, we've heard enough about like, it's, it's not good as solitary confinement, but maybe with a balcony. <laughs> yeah. Um, so from that perspective, and no matter how much of social media access you have, you need that person or a human being, like yeah. having a meal with a human being is very different. Now, I would say it's a very price thing for me now, yeah. uh, having not had one in 80 days. Mm. Uh, uh, so, no, no amount of video uh, calls or anything actually can come even close to having some a human around me at this point in time. Yeah. So, it's it's like, those are the things that we're talking about. And it's very, uh, it lockdown it, is a little difficult, but I would say I'm trying to keep away from like those things. Uh, as much as possible, bring back the things that I've learned earlier on, implement it on day-to-day basis. And yeah. whatever said and done, I've been a very hyperactive child also. So I try to do thousand things in a day, yeah. but focusedly do thousand things so that I get tired so much that I get a very peaceful sleep. And <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. So, I mean, I'm glad you're able to do a lot of the things you always wanted to. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, I see a lot of... Um, you know, women out there and also millennials in general who are just working their butt out. And I think in a lot of ways, just aimlessly, yeah. right? Especially, um, uh, you know, youngsters who are just like, um, I don't know if they are going after what, right? And especially in the last six weeks, I have, you know, closely, I have relatives also, and I know they are working with all kinds of companies, which are digital agency based or maybe OTT companies. Uh, but I always go back and question them every weekend, I irritate them and say, listen, uh, have you seen yourself uh, in the past few days, you know, in the mirror? <laughs> and have you really o- observed how you've become? Because I feel a lot of them are becoming so angst about um, stuff in general, yeah. that, right? And it's out of their hands because in some ways, you know, on the on the one hand, you have to keep your job, right? And you have to deliver, especially digital and tech is just growing exponentially, right? It's just shooting off the roof. And competitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. very competitive. I would say, like, there's always another person who can do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and that means one of the reasons in India, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And the demand is also there. But here's what I question. Like, uh, you know, in some ways, a lot of us are being misused. Because I don't know if business is so hot, right? I know work is hot, 
you know, we have a lot of stuff to do today, especially in the past six weeks in the tech space. But, it, you know, with business, I know that business and sales is not so strong. So I always go back to question that what are we really doing here at the end of the day, right? Because I don't know if anyone of us will really have jobs in the next few months. And if we are not really um, questioning and really asking ourselves, am I in the right space? Am I doing things I really, really enjoy? Or am I just there because of the money or just staying busy? I know a lot of individuals are just doing stuff because they don't want to think about the virus, right, and stuff which might happen to them. All that they want to do is stay busy so that, uh, you know, it keeps them off their mind. And I really go back to ask, how long will you do this, right? Because in the way things are going, this damn thing is not going anywhere, <laughs> right? It's going to be with us on the, at least a long period of time. And a lot of the things you are doing, Smita, I think is very inspiring because in some ways it's really going back to who we are as humans and how our ancestors used to be in terms of food habits, you said, in terms of trying out, exploring new things. It's, it's so important, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So anything else you would like to sh- uh, share before sure. I move on to the pretty much yes. wrap-up stage? So what you said is absolutely right. Like, let me let me tell you, uh, it's not been a straight path for me either. Like, I have explored. Uh, I didn't when I got out of college. Uh, mm. It was recession period, mm. and I had graduated in physics, and I had no clue what I wanted to do next. <laughs> yeah. So I would say the first four five round of jobs that I have done, mm. everything's be started off from scratch, and it's never been that I wanted to get into programmatics right mm. then. Mm. So it's been like an evolution, evolutionary journey also while discovering newer things and discover mm. our liking. Mm. Uh, the only thing I have taken, I have met a lot of people who have actually helped me co-spirit that entire journey. Mm. So uh, like I was saying, just to summarize it, uh, listening to people mm-hmm. uh, and of course implementing what you think, using your own judgment on like what will work for you out of it mm-hmm. is very key. Uh, yeah. Just to be that open-minded about like what other people have gone through and what they must be going through right now. Yeah. Uh, second thing is, uh, what do you call it? Um, doing those little bit of things on a daily basis uh, that gives you joy. Carve out time for it. Uh, initially, it needs to be built into a muscle memory. Is it like what are those few things that you would really like to do? And mm-hmm. uh, uh, because. I I would say work is really distracting and the kind of and I would not say we've got the best working culture in India. Like we've not been really bred to do that sort of a thing. Yeah. So it totally comes down to like how do we discipline ourselves? Sure. Um and uh, whatever said and done, being a millennial also mm. and living that regimental life, mm. I have been a little more disciplined I would say in terms of like uh, my eating habits, my work timings and all of those things which has helped me a little more sane than um, yeah. I, I hear a lot of my friends who are struggling right now. Yeah. Uh, so I would say like maybe carve out a little more time to what brings you joy in an everyday basis because we don't know how long this is going to go on. So. Right, right. And uh, no, we, we, we all are being forced. That's, that's key. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. So to your last point, 
in some ways we are now realizing what living in the moment means right because we don't have a choice now but to not think about our future <laughs> right uh, so yeah. with that mita i wanted to ask you my last question really i typically ask all my guests is if i had to look in the deepest corner of your heart what would i find deepest corner of my heart what will you find not mind uh, not mind heart because um I and I know I know you 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 may need to think a little bit but I don't want you to think I want you to uh, let me know the first thing in from to this which comes to your mind um if you if you know if you look really really the really, corner of my heart yeah sure I, i'll tell you what uh, it's not i can't answer it in one word uh, i will tell you one thing which has been very close to me also mm-hmm. plants It's a very crazy sort of a choice and crazy answer to give you, but let me tell you why. Um, you said plums, and this memory stays with me. Yes, plums, plums. Like plums. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you. Huh? I'll yeah. tell you why. Uh, I remember one of these vacations, school vacations. Me, I was testing my mum, and you know what my mum did? She said, "Here, take some seeds." So she gave me methi seeds, and she said, "Go plant it over here." And mm-hmm. you know what happens to methi, right? It's uh, it's the mm-hmm. next day. Like mm. you have planted coming out of it within two days. Mm. Uh, next, she gave us chana and asked us to do the same thing. Next, she gave us like dal, which is uh, very uh, it's like mm. dal coffee. Mm. So it takes a little more sprouting time. So she kept us engaged now for about ten days just to observe what happens to those seeds. Mm. And you know what? I still do it. Mm. I still say seeds from fruit. I still say seeds from uh, any sort of. Uh, Fruit in general, or say uh, till or uh, kalanji, whatever we have, just to see what the plant looks like. I still do it. So like, how how do you feel? Have, uh, how do you feel, Smita? Every time you do this, and you know, how come you go back to it every time? Why do you do it? It's it's a lot of joy. It's a lot of joy just to see something growing uh, from scratch. And I think that's what's true to me, which is I'm never scared of uh, doing anything from scratch. Mm. Um, so I think that's the attribute part of it. Mm. But just seeing like a seed turn into a plant, seed to a plant, and this is the conversation I was having with a few of my friends the few past few days. I don't buy plants. I actually take it from someone else's garden, like a shoot or something, mm. and I try my hand at like growing it again. And this mm. is one activity that brings you so much joy. Mm. Uh, trust me, like it, it's a different level of. Uh, uh, Joy that you feel when you see like a seed turning into a plant, into fruits and flowers. Mm. So for me, flowers and fruits are bonus, but I just like to see how it grows. I have a karela plant growing over here, creeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I have chilies coming in. I have kalonji plant. I have five bird chili growing in my terrace right now. Wow. So I just try and see how. So it's a it's a very small thing and it's a very childish thing. Be positive in nature altogether. So that was Smita. I really hope you enjoyed our candid and free-flowing conversation and took away something from it. This is Avi, your host, signing off. Do watch out for our next episode by following Your Other Side on all major podcast platforms. Until then, keep exploring your other side.